0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. I am Josh Boyd, and I'm joined, uh, per usual, by Pastor Stephen this afternoon. Welcome, Pastor Stephen, to another episode. Oh, it's good to be here, and I'm hoping that each of you are
1: having a, a good start to the week. Our prayer for you is for the Lord to encourage you as you move on into the week ahead. Now, I'm thrilled to pass on some good news. Those of you that joined us for worship online or on campus know that we had Sally Cook with us uh, in view of a call to serve as our children's minister. And I'm blessed to report that the church called her to serve unanimously. And that's a pretty rare thing for a Baptist congregation. We're excited uh, by the possibilities. Sally is already beginning to, to move into that role. And we're thrilled because of the energy and the focus that she's gonna bring to what we do. I know you're looking forward to getting to know her better, but uh, let's just pray that God will work with her and yeah. through her as she helps Definitely. us uh, love families and bless children in mm-hmm. ways that, that lead them toward faith in the Lord. Now on Sunday, if you were watching online, particularly during our tra- traditional service, you may have noticed that we were having some technical issues. That was on the live live.northfortworth.com uh, site where we were just having some, some problems. And Josh, when we begin to have technical issues, uh, issues, uh, anything that you might
0: suggest? To yeah, us. absolutely. And first again, we, we just want to apologize for the, you know any negative experiences you may have had Sunday uh, in either of our worship gatherings, but. Um, The first thing I kind of want to point out, and I feel like I I have to point this out every week when people have issues, you know, most of the time, um, if there's an issue on our end of the stream, we're going to work as fast as we can to fix that. And we're normally aware of that issue. It's something we can pinpoint um, because just like you, we're watching that service live uh, within our own service, even. And we have multiple people on the feed watching that service. And so we'll normally say something in the chat as quick as we can. We'll let people know that we're experiencing technical difficulties and we're working to resolve that issue.
1: Like this Sunday, you redirected some people to our Facebook site.
0: Yeah, and you can actually watch our, we have it set up to where you can watch our live stream videos on Facebook without having an account. Now, you can't comment um, and join the live chat and things like that that Facebook offers, but um, you can always watch the Facebook uh, live videos without having an account because our page is public like that, and vice versa. If you're having issues on the Facebook platform, which a lot of people do, uh, Facebook does not integrate as well as other platforms do with different devices and different internet connectivities um, At different updated versions of whatever OS that you're using. So, um, honestly, that we really try to direct people as often as we can to live.northfortworth.com. Now, unfortunately, uh, this past Sunday, we experienced some issues with that, and that those issues were on our end. So if you experienced those issues, it didn't have anything to do with your internet connection or your browser or your device, whatever you were streaming on uh, during the 9 o'clock hour. That was actually on our end. We had some writing errors that went on um, in that service, in the script for that service uh, for us broadcasting online and uh, not to get overly technical and into the, the nitty-gritty of things, uh, we just had some issues. And right. um, unfortunately, uh, those issues uh, arose from something that we use every Sunday. So we, the script and the coding that we use for that service, we have used for months now. Um, so there was no our, way
1: to anticipate it yeah, until it was there was, was no happening. way to see
0: it until it was really too late, and we even tried to write over that. But unfortunately, there was no way to do that without ending the live stream. And because the stream was healthy on Facebook, uh, we didn't see... That being a benefit for us to kill the stream and start over um, and then risk losing both of the streams when we had one that was healthy. So it's kind of these um, right-in-the-moment kind of uh, judgment calls that we have to make as a media team with these decisions. And so uh, we hope that you entrust us with those kind of decisions and you know that we're working. Um, there is so much effort that goes into these things, yeah, and it, we're putting we- – we are putting a ton of work into perfecting these streams, and that you're so you're able to have a worship experience at home that is um, as close to a quality experience as what you'd have in person um, as we can make it. And now, sometimes, though, the issue
1: may be with their computer if there's yeah. a lag in sound, or uh, I've, I've watched a, a Facebook broadcast, a rebroadcast where just the sound cuts out yeah. in the middle of whatever.
0: Uh, what does a person do when that's happening absolutely so the easiest thing uh, the refresh button would be your best friend there on whatever browser computer you're using most browsers come with a uh, you know a refresh button near the address bar Um, and so that's going to be the easiest thing to do especially when you're on Facebook because Facebook does have it doesn't interact the the greatest with lots of different platforms especially for live videos they've improved a ton and they're a great platform but they're not the best and so um, we use them because it's widespread and I feel like most of our people interact through us on Facebook and they have a great chat feature that's all also, what's great is the, the chat feature is integrated really well with Facebook. Um, but, yeah, the first thing I would say is just try to refresh that browser. Um, refresh your uh, your feed and see if that fixes the issue. If not, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what kind of issue you're, ex- you're experiencing. Now, unfortunately, if that's an issue that just you are experiencing, know that we won't be able to fix it. We won't be able to fix it for you. We can work through that, especially if you're on... You can't rush to their house
1: and, <laughs> right. and solve
0: the problem. Right. We can't run with our, you know, our stereo headphones and our... You know, our network uh, readers and try to figure out what's going on. But um, that's the cool thing about being uh, on our, our church website for streaming on live.northfortworth.com is when you're streaming there and you have an issue, one of our hosts or myself can actually start a private chat with you on live.northfortworth and we can kind of pinpoint exactly the issues that you're having. So that's that's really why we um, direct so many people to our website to watch the stream because it's generally, you know, within, without this Sunday being in that conversation. Conversation this past Sunday. It's generally a healthier stream. It's generally a higher quality stream, both with video and with audio. Plus, we have the, the ability to really pinpoint your issues when you use the live.northfort worth. Now do
1: take heart. Again, if for whatever
0: reason on a particular Sunday,
1: the the stream is disrupted and, and you again, we realize that's frustrating. Do know that all of the services are uploaded to our website, yeah. NorthFortworth.com. You can watch them later on in their entirety. I would presume, without that disruption yep. that was so aggravating. So do take heart in knowing, though you're not going to be able to have the live interactive experience. Sure. Uh, we're we're seeking to provide ways for everyone to be encouraged. Now, the let's be honest, uh, when you're <laughs> tuning in, and I realize we're all kind of, many of you are still having to abide by the stay-at-home order, and you feel disconnected, and, and you look forward to the Sunday experience, and you're you're look hoping to be able to enjoy what's happening and even maybe interact with some that are gathered and when things goes wrong it gets frustrating and and uh, i'm so grateful to josh and all of our media team they yeah. put a lot a lot of effort in they have a great team uh, but i guess mean, the irony this past sunday because it went sideways and was so aggravating again you may have wanted to vent to express your emotion in a way that uh, maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise, <laughs> which really flowed naturally yes, into our focus so on ironic. Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we weren't doing that on purpose. We didn't set you up. But certainly James, as we learned on Sunday, said that you know what we say or even what we type into a chat box Definitely. really is a reflection of, of Jesus' influence in, in our lives. I remind you of the statement that James makes If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. And as I noted, James is helping us to appreciate that our words reveal far more than we realize. You're not just giving someone a piece of your mind when you tell them off. You're (laughs) actually revealing the presence or the absence of Jesus' influence. And, And we want Jesus to influence not only what we do, but especially what we say. And that's why I think James uh, drives this example home because he knows we say much more than we do. And if we truly want to be an influence in the lives of the people that are around us, the people we love, the people we work with, the people we live with, if we really want to influence them, then we need to recognize the power of our words. Our words matter. And so on Sunday, again, ironically, as you were maybe feeling a little frustrated, uh, James was trying to point us toward uh, Jesus in a way that would allow him to influence what we say and do. Now, uh, Josh, when I got home Sunday afternoon, my wife asked an interesting question. She heard the emphasis and she said, well, what if you're thinking thoughts you would like to express, (laughs) but you, you don't say them? Is that wrong? Sure. And and I I said, no. Actually, you're you're illustrating the very thing that James was trying to teach. Yeah. The way he phrased it is you're supposed to bridle your tongue, you bridle your words. So the implication is you have in your mind something that you wanna say that you know is gonna be hurtful, but because of Jesus, you pull back on it, yeah. you bridle it, you don't voice, whatever it is that maybe you might be feeling, uh, I guess you could almost say you're being tempted yeah. to say something that shouldn't be said. And temptation in and of itself isn't wrong. Temptation is just a part of the human experience. It's what we do with the temptation that matters. And so when James says bridle your words or your tongue, he knows sometimes you're thinking something that yeah. you'd like to say. Definitely. That probably shouldn't be said. Well,
0: and I love that later on he he touches on he calls it. In fact, he calls the tongue is filled with deadly poison. Yeah. Kind of in that same Very realm. Very and, and I love that we 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 touched on this Sunday, Pastor Stephen. But we we mentioned the destructive power of words and how I mean, a deadly poison. That pretty much speaks for itself. I mean, they have the they have the power to to kill relationships, to kill um, a marriage, to kill a family. But at the same time, they have great power for good too. And I love that you, you touched on that Sunday. This well, I mean,
1: language, I think, if you look at it, is a gift from God yeah. so that we can communicate and share. But a gift can be turned into a weapon for in a sure. hurry. And when we allow emotion, anger, uh, disappointment, frustration to begin to jump into to to our thinking, potentially we'll say something that later we regret. And James says, again, it it can be like a a spark that sets a fire aflame, which what we need to appreciate is then it becomes beyond your control. I don't know if you've ever, as a younger child, you know, stacked dominoes in a row (laughs) where, you know, you, you line them up and then you push one. And yeah, it's fun to watch one domino next knock down the next domino and the next domino, it's a fun exercise. Well, in a negative way, that's the power of a word. Uh, You speak it, you can't take it back, and it's gonna have a force to it that potentially, you only intended it to knock down one domino. But the problem with what we say is it begins to to gain a momentum that may go far beyond what you ever imagined, and suddenly it impacts not only one, but two, but three, but four, but five, and, so true. and you can't pull it back. It's yeah. it's there. You've put into motion uh, a painful, destructive force. And that's why I'm convinced James was adamant that yeah. you just need to allow Jesus Christ to bring a control over what you say. Now we, uh, we've we promoted in the last few weeks an email address, podcast at norfortworth.com because we want you to potentially submit questions based on Sunday's message or just other questions in general. And Don Siegel this past week submitted a question based on Sunday's lesson that I thought was also a a helpful question. Uh, As she expressed it, Sunday's message made me think how people seem to post things on social media that one would never say to someone's face. Mm maybe even text something yeah. that they would not say. Let's and camp impli- out there. Yeah, <laughs> The implication of that, is that a problem? Well, absolutely yeah. it is. See, the anonymity of, of posting something online or texting someone without seeing the pained expression mm-hmm. on another's face, I think gives people unconsciously, maybe a little more of a aggressive nature yeah event.
0: And this speaks so strongly to my generation and to the, you know, the millennial status of so many young people. And so I kind of want to touch on this briefly here too, but I think Uh, So often we love to call this in the realms of media and communications and social media and marketing. We call it the curated self. Mm -hmm. And so with um, with, you know, influencers and bloggers and Instagram profiles or a social media profile that you look at, everything seems so put together and so perfect. And it's just so different from what actual life is like. And we call that the curated self. We call it this fabricated version of this person. And the same thing that's true with the perfect curated self is also true with the curated self of imperfections and the way that we use that deadly poison that James oh, talks about. The, it could be the, devastating. The, the person that we are on social media may not even be close to how we speak to people in, in person, but that's still us. That's, that is the way we're communicating to other people, and I think we have got to be so aware of that. We've got to be aware of the relevancy of our words and the impact that we're having on other people and other communities and the relationships that we have. I mean, even. it would
1: almost be helpful when you post some or text something that you envision the person standing in front of you and and if you know that what you've said is is intended to hurt to wound you need to envision a face that is pained by what you say Mm -hmm. and I think the the aspect of social media that's become so commonplace has detached us from that yep and and it we're flooded by so many negative statements and comments and posts that it almost desensitizes us to what we say sure. and and what we read. And, yeah. and, and again, James is saying, if your faith is going to be authentic, it's going to be seen in your ability to bridle what you say, yeah. whether you voice it or post it, your faith in Jesus should influence how you interact. Uh, I emphasized a statement by Paul on Sunday, and I mentioned it to us all again today because I think it's such a beneficial verse in Ephesians 4.29, when Paul says, now, let no corrupting talk. Uh, the New American Standard says, no unwholesome word come out yeah. of your mouths, yeah. but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I mean, I know this sounds unattainable. But honestly, uh, what Paul would say when we interact with people, our words are chosen so that we strengthen them. We don't tear them down. Sure. We build them up. We don't break them down. And uh, if, if we could discover that more actively, those that we love around us, I think would appreciate us all the more. Yep. And we would influence a world that's out of control sure. when it comes to, to just using language as a club or a, or a weapon. Uh, we could model for them, as I highlighted a little bit earlier, how uh, language is a gift of God that uh, we can bless people, we can strengthen people, we can help people if we have just allow Jesus to influence our hearts yeah. so that he then influences what we say. Yeah. Uh, we challenge you to memorize James 1 this week. I, I hope you're working on that. I'm not trying to be legalistic by promoting scripture memory. I'm wanting us to practice what James urged us to do, and that is to receive the implanted word so that we carry the word of God with us into the experiences of life, and we allow that then to affect how we respond to the people around us, uh, Josh. As you think about again James's emphasis on what we say and how we say it, any further thought you might highlight?
0: Yeah, I think one of the the biggest things that I, I can um, that I can offer here, and I have to be careful because I don't want to step on toes. But when we, it seems like you know things like. Um, um, different political movements, different political thoughts, I think really take the cake on this one. But so many big topics, I feel like in, in our culture right now, um, that have become so emotional. Absolutely. And I think that's where, and, I, and this- And m- provocative. Yes. I mean, I, and I'm
1: flooded by provocative headlines. Yeah,
0: it, I may be the only person that struggles with this, and I, I hope that I'm not, and I hope we can all be honest with each other and be real with this conviction and transparent with this. But I, I think when we allow emotion to triumph over logic a lot of times our words get so muddied, and my intent for even what I believe and what I stand for um, don't come across because I've allowed my emotion, my heated passion for, you know, you know fill in the blank, whatever it is, um, that gets triumphed over what even the logic is at the foundation of this. And I think that's so true of our faith, too, that when we allow it to, um, when we allow our words to just become so emotional, such an emotional investment, rather than what we know to be true, what's that foundational truth that we're emphasizing on there. Um, I, I think we can get in trouble with our words a lot in there. I think that's
1: very true. And remember, before he makes the statement about the tongue, he said, we need to know <laughs> that every person should be quick to hear, yep. slow to mm-hmm. speak, slow to anger. See, when, when strong emotion enters in to our re- response or our reaction, it would be, it will tempt us to uh, to amplify what we say we'll say something in a hurtful way okay. when if we would just step back ask the lord to give us repose and just a sense of quiet then it's not that we're silent uh, again paul was right you it's not that you're just avoiding saying the wrong things he, he says we need to learn how to say the right things yep. we we allow Jesus to influence us so that we bring grace into a conversation and as I'm admitted on Sunday that doesn't mean that we can't be critical but see too often in our culture today criticism is designed to really to break down and destroy Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Uh, there's no construction no no
1: there's not really an effort to build the person up as I stressed on Sunday, if we would saturate the people around us with love so that they know we're for them, because overwhelmingly what they hear from us are words that build them up. When I need to address a weakness or a struggle, then they'll hear that because they know overwhelmingly what they hear from me is is my love and my support and my encouragement. But even when I introduce maybe something that needs to be addressed, I do it with love. And the tone reflects that. And they, they hear it, hopefully, in a way that they can begin to move toward making the right choices, the right decisions that, that would be a help in their lives. And
0: I think it's helpful to, to couple you know, James's instructions here with the actual ways of Jesus as well. And you know, Jesus so often in, in his teaching, in his conversation with his disciples, with people, with public figures even, Jesus didn't respond sometimes immediately with his thoughts. He often responded with a question. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's so, that so telling of his, of his character and his humility and, and how we ought to be having conversations with people instead of immediately, you know, and we talked about this last week about having, you, you know, while someone is sharing their opinion or their view with us, we're not listening to their view. We're cooking up a response for them that, so we can destroy whatever they're going to say. And Jesus doesn't do that. In fact, he wants to better understand where they're coming from and help them better understand where they're coming from. And he'll ask them a question.
1: Now, again, if this sounds like, man, this is so beyond me right now, let's all take heart in realizing Jesus wants to bring us forward. And uh, and that's why, as I promoted on Sunday, let's let's just every day approach Jesus. Let's admit our predisposition, maybe to say things that we shouldn't say. And we come and we acknowledge him in that we read from his word. We always want his word to be uh, kind of speaking into our life so that our vision of what's happening is is dictated by that. Uh, right now, as many of you are aware, we're reading once again through yeah. the book of James, a chapter a day. Uh, and as we're reading, we're asking God to speak. Now, some of you have read through James already a, a number of times through our series. I, I think. Uh, Josh, you have maybe some app or some resource yeah, so, that might be helpful so while to
0: them. I feel like we've uh, really emphasized the this idea of the implanted word lately. And as we're reading through things together, as we're memorizing passages and verses together, um, we wanted to point out, like we like we want to every week, we want to point you in the direction of a resource, something tangible that you can have um, in your hand. And so we have two for you this week. And the first one is an online resource um, that you can access on any browser, on any computer, any tablet. Um, and it's Bible Gateway com and Bible gateway is a great resource not only because they um, are Bible based but they offer you every translation possible um, and they offer it to you for free so um, you can look at things interlinearly there and I probably just made that word up but Sounded um, good. <laughs> you can look at things uh, you know contextually and have multiple translations pulled up even the original language translation um,
1: and again if you've been if you've already read through James four times and you're you're primary translation that you have in your Bible then why don't you this week find yeah, a translation absolutely. that you haven't read or if you're new to the faith you're still I mean the old King James Version sounds like a foreign language to you why don't you read the, the Christian standard Bible is a helpful thoughtful translation or the new living translation yeah. those are more modern uh, approaches to the translation in a way that you could easily understand sure. but you were gonna mention another app
0: yeah so the second one is an app um, and it's called the Uversion app, and I feel like most people, uh, you know, know of the U-Version app, and it's—I mean—it's quite literally called in your app store and the Google Play store. It's called uh, Bible. Uh, it's the Bible app from Uversion. Um, version is a phenomenal resource. Again, completely free. Um, I think there are some paid features of the app that you can access, some reading plans that may be for purchase. But uh, to use the app to its full potential, you—you you have access to it for free. Um, you can download it on any device, um, and you can access different reading plans. Um, you can. Access any translation that you wish. Um, you can read again. You know, you can read uh, multitext, and you can have different uh, translations set up side by side, so you can compare things. And it just allows you to always have a fresh perspective, a fresh take on on scripture. And so, I think that's why we want to reference that to you this week. We want to let that resource be available to you um, as we're reading and memorizing scripture so together.
1: Take advantage of that and join us this week as we're reading through James. But I remind you, we're not reading to prove ourselves religious. We want Jesus to affect our hearts. Going back to Sunday's emphasis, as we're reading, we then ask Jesus to begin to influence us within, particularly with what we say. And it would be helpful if you have a pattern of maybe speaking (laughs) before you really (laughs) think, uh, think. Well, why not this week in your prayer time as you've read from his word you just begin to ask the lord to help you uh, assess your words to evaluate now did what i say build that person up or did what i say uh, tear that person down and if if you misspeak you you don't react as you ought then please be quick to acknowledge that to the person you spoke to Uh, allow that to to bring a sense of healing to that, and it will also drive the lesson home within your own heart that you need to be more conscious of what you say and and take responsibility for what you say. Now, this isn't one of those lessons where you're going to spend a week on it, and then you'll be able to receive your graduation certificate (laughs) and know that you've bridled your tongue for the rest of time. Truthfully, this will be one of those lessons that you just, for the rest of your life, if you really want to honor the Lord Jesus with your words... going to be asking him to influence your heart and and how you respond. Now, again, we're glad that you were with us. We did receive uh, a question, as we alluded to earlier, from Don Sigel. One of the other questions she had from her email involved just a general report about some of our mission engagements. And so as I wrap up, let me just celebrate with you. Even though COVID is certainly shut us down from being able to travel to Wales or be able to to be more directly involved even with our mission partners in India. Uh, What we have done uh, over the last five months from a financial and from a prayerful side of things, we have been supporting these efforts. In fact, in India, uh, where we have a partnership with Pastor Ramesh, uh, we have been providing uh, resources, financial resources to provide food for uh, church planters and church leaders across uh, the region. And, and because of your generosity and supporting North Fort Worth, we're able to provide that ability to them. And so though we haven't been highlighting that as much on Sunday morning with everything else going on, do realize our partnerships have not weakened. We continue to to, to try to do the best we can to, to be a, a ministry that touches the world. Yeah. And uh, I'm grateful for the mission partnerships that the Lord has allowed us to form. And I anticipate we're going to see, in spite of these new challenges, even greater opportunities to extend hope together and to honor Christ as we do. So uh, if you have a question in the coming weeks, the email address that you can contact us through is podcast at
0: NorthFortWorth.com yeah, Be sure to submit us emails there podcast at NorthFortWorth.com Worth, Fort um, and we want to also point you back to those two resources again before we wrap up today Bible Gateway and the Version Bible app. Um, be sure to check those out on your devices and and kind of while I'm thinking about it if, um, if maybe um, you're listening to this podcast, you stumbled upon it or someone pointed it to you, someone directed you to it. If you would like to get your hands on a Bible and you don't have one, let us know. Email us at podcast at NorthFortWorth.com and we we would love to get a Bible in your hands so that you can start practicing that implanted word emphasis in your own life. That That is so key to us. It's, it's so key to have a copy for yourself of God's word. So just as we wrap up this week, remember those resources and be sure to email us your questions or your thoughts or even concerns. And uh, we love hearing from you. Thanks, Don, for your email. Um, And for those questions, Um, we look forward to worshiping with you this weekend, and thanks for tuning in this past weekend. Be sure to check out our services if you miss those, uh, northfortworth.com slash media. You can find all of our sermons. You can even find this podcast on there as well. You can subscribe to it. Um, You can find any of the media that we publish, um, whether it's sermons or videos or uh, podcasts. You can find those all on that page there. But uh, we so thank you, Pastor Stephen, for joining us again. And then all of our listeners, thank you. Thank you for joining us again this week, and we'll see you next week for another Another episode of the North Fort Worth Podcast. <music>